for 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. And it's the 9 o'clock hour. Welcome to our On the House Hour. We spend the entire hour talking about something on your home, castle, or cabin. And this week we were trying to decide what are we going to do? This is the last broadcast before Christmas. Yeah, ho, ho, ho. And unless you really have an emergency like uh, a roof leak or your heater works or your septic backs up, you know, no one really cares about stuff around their home. They just want it to work because they've got family, they've got holidays, they've got things to do. All the decorations are out. They realize just how much room they have in their garage now that uh, they've got everything put out. And thought, you know what? What about talking about storage solutions and organization coming in, you know, once we start taking all these decorations back down and we're finding new places for new things in our home. Maybe you got a new piece of artwork. Maybe you got a new TV. Maybe you've got something that you've got to find a place for new, in your new, home. New hobby. A new hobby. A new hobby. So what are what are our storage solutions? Reclaim your life. <laughs> Declutter. It, it's amazing how much anxiety and stress it eliminates when you don't walk into a room that's so chock full of stuff. Now, my grandfather was great. He was a hoarder, and it, it, it clutter followed him wherever he went. But if you said, uh, Raymond, I need a 5-8-inch flat washer, he would, walk, <laughs> he would walk under his house, go right to the exact can it would be in, pull out that one washer, hit boy. <laughs> well... <clears throat> I think Uncle Raymond would have still put a shed at his house if he'd had the option. Oh, he so had, he wouldn't have had to go underneath. He, he had several sheds. Yeah, he was a big shed guy. Well, we brought in Urban Shed Concepts, Bob Oxley and Rachel. Welcome to the program. Thanks for coming down this Saturday morning. How did you get started building sheds? Yeah, um, I built sheds out of uh, high school in Southern Indiana, and did that for a couple years, and um, got into the construction. Uh, the world of construction for years, moved to North Idaho, did a little stint in engineering when we came down to Phoenix, and um, it was about three, four years ago now, uh, we were just kind of looking what to do next as a family, and took the summer off, and uh, didn't really know what we were going to do, and the last weekend of our summer trip, we uh, visited some relatives of Rachel's out on the West Coast, and they were just starting a shed shop, and I thought, hey... We can do this down in Phoenix. So we came down and started Urban Shed Concepts. Yep. And y'all specialize in making storage sheds. Yeah. Yep. Storage sheds. Um, we do anything from like, uh, what's our smallest one? A four by six, maybe up to uh, 10 by 20. So. And when you're constructing a shed, is it all prefabbed uh, styles and design, or do I have any options as the consumer on, on a custom? Yeah, we um, we start all of our designs with what we call the shell, which is going to be the floor, four walls, and a roof. And then you have the option of adding whatever doors and windows, shelf configurations, loft configurations, painting. Um, we've got ventilation upgrades. <clears throat> so we we like to offer it pretty much a la carte, so you're not having to pay for what you don't really need. So And then 
if you do want all the extra options, you have the option to. I was on your website yesterday. I I, I had solar tubes. Yeah. I put two on mine just to make sure lots of daylight in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty popular option. Yeah. Now, how long does it take for the construction? Um, if uh, if I get one all completely done and I send it in, you know, what, what's my turnaround time? Uh, it, it varies throughout the year. Right now, I think we're about one to two weeks out and just depends on how, how busy we are. Um, but you buy the shed. And I think one thing that kind of sets us apart is we offer our, what we call our hassle-free delivery. So you just come in and buy the shed and we like to say that uh, um, you give us the money and we show up and next thing you know, you have a shed in your backyard. So we take all the, all the, uh, the scariness out of the logistics and, let me, and delivery. Let me rewind a little bit, taking the scariness out, Bob. I spent some time on your website last night, and I designed Jennifer's perfect backyard shed. Okay. It's gorgeous. <laughs> your website. Can we put all your stuff in it? Your, your, your website, all your stuff, it's in my garage. No, no, no. Um, but um, it's, it's very intuitive. It was very easy to use. You could design the size, the roof line, what type of window, what type of door. Uh, what type of interior accessories you want. But let's back up a little bit because really the scariest part of doing this is really, do I need a permit? Do I need to consider my side and backyard setbacks? Do I need my neighbor's permission? How how do you navigate all those pre-shed delivery issues? Yeah. Yeah. That is probably the, the biggest thing that is of concern for, you know, customers coming in. And, I mean, we offer some general guidelines, but um, we try to take all the, the logistical challenges out. But in terms of permitting and HOA, there's a lot of unknowns there. Um, so just as general guidelines under 200 square feet in most jurisdictions in the valley, you don't need to get a permit. Um, 200 and under. Yes. <clears throat> no permit correct. to set it if you're not running water or electric to it. That's if correct. it's a freestanding 200 square foot shed. Yep. yep. The minute you run power to it, yep. you permit, permit required. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we're getting a 200 square foot unit that I designed on your website delivered to my house. Does it come complete and you crane it in place? And what, what kind of foundation support do I need to prep for you? Yeah. So typical, um, all of our sheds are portable. And, you know, they rest on treated lumber. It's rated for ground contact. has got a, like a 50-year warranty on it, all mold, mildew, termite-resistant. Um, but we make the – we leave the decision about how the shed gets in the yard up to the shop. Um, so they take a look at, at your area, and then they decide the best way to get that in. So the easiest and most common method, I should say, is um, just our standard delivery. So it comes in on a trailer, fully assembled. Of course, we have to have access. And we use special equipment. It's called a mule. And it's basically like a three-wheeled forklift. Uh, we put the other end on wheels. So we can spin it on a dime and we can navigate it pretty much anywhere. Um, but more and more often, we're using cranes as well. And then we do the, we do the site builds as well, too. So, How long does it take on a site build? A uh, site build can take anywhere from half a day to... Uh, some of the larger sheds with lots of options might take about two days. And you say more often, is that because of restricted access, no side gates, no option for a crane to be placed and, you know, crane it over the top of your existing home? Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. And we do the cranes, but sometimes cranes just can't get it. You know, the reach is too far and we just can't get close enough. But um, it's primarily an access issue for site builds. And does that cost any different than a prefabbed? No, it all costs the same. So we just, we try to keep it simple. (laughs) (laughs) Now for, and you said a lot of this treated lumber you can go, it's, it's rated to go straight on to grade. So if you've got a flat piece of dirt, you can set it right on it. Yeah. But you know, there's nothing wrong with putting it on a concrete slab or up on blocks or something that uh, eliminates that contact from wood to dirt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we have an existing concrete pad, it's, it's great. And it makes our job a little bit easier in terms of leveling because we don't just set the shed out. We, you know, level it uh, when we get it out there. So with Typical backyards that requires a little bit of, you know, shimming and, um, but it's a secure foundation. So, are these pre-painted and pre-finished, or do I need to? They are. They all come pre-painted. Yep. So you can pick up the two different uh, colors: one for your siding, and one for the trim. Okay, and you can pick your roof line. Yep. Yep. We offer three different roof lines. We've got the. Um, we call the gambrel or the barn style, yeah. just more of a classical. And then the gable or the shed style, which is your typical A-frame. And then we've got the uh, the lean-tos as well. So that's like a single slope roof. And what do you find when people are picking those different ones? Obviously, it's it's for different functions. What are some of the different functions that you, know, you would use a lean-to style for? You know, I look at it and I think, oh, that'd be a lot easier to load hay in and out of that. Okay, <laughs> <Lean two>. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would say probably, and uh, Rach, you could probably speak into this too, but I think it's mostly about aesthetics. I know she does not like the barn roof. <laughs> no? That's <laughs> what I designed mine with. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to go with the classic barn style. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I probably in terms of function, um, you know, looking at the overall profile of the building with the barn style, you get the most bang for the buck, you know, in terms of footprint and the available storage space. Um, I think the other two styles are mostly about aesthetics um, and really kind of where you're trying to fit in. So if you're up against the house, the lean-to is is probably more of an attractive unit than the uh, than the A-frame. But if it's a standalone, uh, usually the A-frame. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. Text questions can be sent to four one one nine two three. You can email info at rosieonthehouse.com. It's talking storage solutions here at Rosie on the House with you every Saturday morning. I bought a shed, I took it home, and I erected it. I bought a shed, I took it home, I had selected it. This guy was so happy about it, he's singing about I it. I followed the instructions, <laughs> started all the plans. Now, out of curiosity, how much, and I know size is going to matter, but how much do they weigh? Because I, immediate use, would use it for a tax shed and have plans to build a site-built tax shed, but I know that's years down the road, so this would be a temporary solution. How hard would that be to then move later and repurpose it on another location on the property? Yeah, it, um, so we build it on skids again. So, I mean, 
technically you could probably hook your pickup up to it and drag it across. Um, of course, it's going to tear your yard up. <laughs> um, but we offer that as well. <clears throat> so we can come in and move that for you if, if you want to. Um, but just a general ballpark, we figure about 22 pounds a square foot um, just for crane services and and 22 pounds a square foot so that it, I could calculate my size, my square foot, and yeah. get a pretty close pretty number. Close. Yeah. Empty. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Qualified. That's right. We're here with Bob and Rachel Oxley of Backyard Shed Store by Urban Concepts. Talking well, storage. <laughs> What's the most unique use you've seen for a shed? Uh, yeah, the most unique use is... Um, I think we had somebody uh, buy one uh, just for stray cats in the uh, in the neighborhood. Oh man! <laughs> Was their name Susan? <laughs> <laughs> She's not listening. I bet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't recall what her name was. I don't probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, in the summertime, below the rim, we've got a lot of extreme heat on the outdoors. Is there anything I have to be careful for storing outside that can't take the heat? Or, um, I mean, I, I see this and and use of a tack shed. I would I would buy a mini split air conditioning unit just to keep it about eighty five degrees so that leather doesn't ever get up over. <clears throat> Yeah. You know, 90, 110, which is actually better than, than it's being stored right now. Yeah. 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 I think it just a general rule of thumb, if you're not going to keep it in a non-climate controlled environment, you know, if it's not something you're comfortable with out or about putting in your garage, typically you're not going to want to put it put it in the shed because they get hot. Yeah. And do you all have any type of HVAC suggestions? I, I, I said a mini split, but I could also see putting an evap cooler on there, cutting a hole in the side and ducting in an evap cooler. And having a an additional you know ridge line ventilation across the top of it, and just allow that airflow to constantly cycle through there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not real up to date on those, uh, but the mini split I hear are the most economical, and um, you can insulate them, of course, to not the mini split, but the shed. Right. You can <laughs> yeah insulate the insulate the shed. Yeah. So if you can do that, you're probably going to want a controlled airtight environment. Yeah. And your and your website let me last night. Pick a solar-operated exhaust fan yeah. that mounts on the roof. Yeah. So at least you get some circulation. If you introduce a little evap air to that, you could even do a portable evap cooler. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And that's not uh, that solar-powered roof. We don't recommend that for the home. Uh, absolutely. But yeah. on a shed, it makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. What sheds in your backyard? <laughs> uh, we have one shed. We actually have the HOA model. Uh, we don't live in an HOA, but we uh, we have one of our own, believe it or not. <laughs> and do any of the kids live out there, or is it for storage? <laughs> it's for storage, yeah. <laughs> yeah, none of the kids. And how? how what size is it? Uh, what is that? Uh, four by eight, yeah. Pretty, pretty small. Now, could I put two of these together if I was looking for a bigger one because you said 10 by 20 is your maximum size you know could you butt two of those up next to each other and make a 10 by 40 uh yeah we have actually had some people do that yep they'll arrange them in L configurations um and even butting them up yep and and works too so not quite as convenient but uh but yeah it'll it'll do how customizable is it if someone wanted to match 
their roof to the house, roof material, if they wanted to match their home color. Yeah, we can uh, we can match the colors. Um, we of course we need the paint codes, you know, um, and roofing material. Uh, we have had a few um, sheds go out with tiles. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's not very that's not a very common occurrence. But that we can do that. I mean, we don't do that in house, and usually somebody comes in sure. afterwards. Yeah, after we install it. So, are metal roofs available? Yes, uh-huh. metal and composition shingles. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm sure you've had this question often. We've got Bill from Tucson who wants to ask you a question about the shed. Welcome to the program, Bill. How may we help you? Yes. Uh, so eventually, my backyard, I want to build a mother-in-law place, and, and maybe try to do it sooner than that, so I can try it, maybe Air, Airbnb it. So I didn't know how um, how much of I'm. I'm in the market for many houses, but I was thinking that uh, a shed that could be uh, made into a livable domicile. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, that's actually happening more and more. Um, and in terms of pricing, you know, it can vary so much just with the uh, you know the level of finishes that you put inside inside the shed. Um, ballpark, I would guess between forty and it could run on to hundred dollars a square foot, you know, if you got got the right. Which is about a third what it would cost to build a casita in the backyard. Yeah. We're doing backyard mother-in-law casitas for about two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars okay. a square foot. So, Bob, when we get back, uh, I want to talk about how can I buy a shed that gets put in my yard? I'm the only one with the key to the door. <laughs> I load it with seven nicely organized boxes <laughs> along the back wall. I don't get back to the shed for a month. The next time I open the door, there's some kind of stuff procreation element in the universe. There's not even room to walk into my shed. So I want to come back and talk to you about your experience with what's that about? (laughs) And then for Bill in Tucson, who was talking about making it livable or anybody looking for a shed as a livable solution, we'll talk about the price just to get the shed and then what you could do from there. It's not like you have to finish the interior right away. You could gradually continue to build that out and, and finish your interior, but you could get started. And we'll talk about what that startup cost is. And I was looking on the website, clicking around. There's also financing available yeah. that uh, was quite handy and it would help calculate it. So we'll continue yeah. talking shed for storage and possibly living solutions in our On the House Hour here at Rosie on the House. We're... We're solving the mysteries of the universe today on the Christmas special of Rosie on the House. We started the morning at 7 o'clock with Dr. Sky talking about a black hole that nothing can escape its power. No light particle, no atom, no magnetic field, no nothing. Everything gets sucked into this newly discovered black hole that they actually got maps of in 2019. Now, fortunately, it's 25 quadrillion miles away. So it's not like exactly a neighborhood nuisance right now. But uh, the other universal mystery we're going to solve today 
is the procreation of inanimate stuff. <laughs> How can I get a backyard shed delivered and have the only key to the door <laughs> and load it with seven boxes of very well-labeled, organized, perfectly stacked boxes Come back three weeks later, and there's not even room to move. <laughs> it's stacked to the rafters. What is the, what is the universal law of the procreation of stuff? I think it's called children. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I have a question for Bob and Rachel. Are you guys marriage counselors too? <laughs> I know in the remodeling industry, it, that comes up quite often. <laughs> but this is kind of like a household struggle we have. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know. I, uh, yeah, we, we try to stay out of the, uh, yeah, we, we try to, we try we to streamline the delivery. Sheds. <laughs> we just drop them and leave them. That's huh? right. Oh. Well, I yeah. do, I did have a great caller earlier. He's out shopping today, so I won't be able to reach him. But he had gotten a shed and just wanted y'all to know how much it just has been so wonderful. Um, for mm. one thing, he said he couldn't build a shed for the cost you know, mm. for the price that he paid for it. You cannot do that. That, mm. that is that. You go to the lumber yard and make a material list and get it delivered. And if you pay yourself more than $2 an hour, you <laughs> cannot build these sheds for what y'all are delivering yep. them for. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. And he had added plumbing and the solar lights and some electricity. So just, you know, all kinds of really great options um, with, with that shed. I wanted to ask also, um, would you please please explain a little more the difference between the lean-to and the barn style? Looking at the picture, um, you know, what, what kind of difference of usage and storage do, do they have? Yeah. Yeah. The barn style, again, you're going to maximize the amount of storage available, you know, the volume inside the building. It's a taller building and really provides uh, a good area for loft space, um, which is be overhead. So the loft rests on top of the wall. And gives you about four feet of uh, you know additional storage space on top of that. The lean perfect to- <laughs> for things like holiday yeah. decorations yeah. that you only need to reach twice a year. Yeah, that's the perfect place for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. And the lean tos um, they are just lower profile, um, a bit more of a modern look to it. Um, I think is way we qualify that. And um, yeah, that's about the. You can see these online if you go to backyardshedstore.com, and then you've got it separated from there, from your shed, your barn, your lean-to. And then you can also see it physically. Y'all have a couple dealers in Flagstaff, the outdoor market at Silver Saddle Road in Mayer. You've also got uh, the Urban Shed Concepts location there, as well as um, in the Phoenix area, you have, I'm trying to click on this thing. There it goes. Pinnacle Pools and Landscape at 99th and McDowell uh-huh. has a number of y'all's uh, sheds on the lot. And then out in Tonopah, you've got a location as well. Yep. Yep. At, uh, with Leona. Yeah. Out there. And so you could go to any of those locations and see them physically. And Stephanie asked the same question that uh, I'm sure a lot of people are right now. You can pull into a big box store and they've got sheds out on the lot. And, you know, what makes your shed, you know, what, what's your competitive advantage over another shed yeah. option? What we like to tell people is, hey, walk into the competition and then 
come and walk into our sheds. And I think the differences are pretty apparent. Uh, it's the quality of material um, is is probably the biggest difference. We use a, a lifetime warranty product on our subfloor. Um, it's pretty amazing stuff. All of our trim is a fiber strand. It just holds up much, much better to uh, you know the Arizona sun weather. And I like to say the biggest difference is that you get to work with Rach and I. <laughs> um, you know, the uh, we're small business, and it's just a very personalized experience. And uh, I think above, above and beyond, and just in terms of customer support and service, and you can read some of our reviews, but we just get some outstanding feedback, yeah, from our clients. And a storage, a shed as a solution to your storage versus renting a storage unit somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So convenient. <clears throat> yeah. Everything's right there on, in the backyard on the property. Yep. Yep. Backyard on the property and you don't have to um, worry about what, what time of the day you want to access it. Um, yeah, those are the those are two. And I, I think just in general terms, we, we do offer rent to own and the rent to own is, um, you know, it's a, uh, you can buy it and you're making rental payments. You can actually cancel at any time. We can come pick up the shed. Uh, you're going to be end up paying more for the unit as a whole, but it gets you a shed pretty quickly in your backyard for a little bit of money down. And um, it's very comparable, if not less than, you know, uh, an offsite storage solution. I will say Can that I share some numbers? Sure. Before you do, the best thing I did on the backyard shed was got it delivered and then rolled out sheet vinyl on the floor hmm. and it just makes it so much easier to sweep out and keep clean oh yeah um just and i just bought the cheapest sheet vinyl i could find and glued it down and boy that and then i don't store anything on the floor everything's a shelf up or above oh yeah and it just makes it so much easier to keep bug free and keep clean so that's a rosy tip on sheds <laughs> And I went through and I, I picked out a fairly big shed and I added three windows, uh, the doors, solar tubes. Um, it was the barn style and it had the loft option in it. I think my, my total was still under 7000 and I went through all the different rent to own options. And on the 60 month rental, it was like 270 a month. And I don't know what they cost to go rent a storage unit somewhere else. Uh, but at the end of that, you know, if, if you did the longest term option, you know, at the end of that 60 months, it's yours. You, you stop making payments exactly. where if you're yeah. renting a storage space, you have that continual payment over and over. And if you ever moved, uh, you said you guys move sheds all the time, yeah. you know, you could take it with you or use it for the resale option as part of one of the selling points to your home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Done, done with a little natural light. I see a lot of these going in as hobby sheds. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, uh, we have sold more than one uh, workshop. Um, you know, we uh, everybody they 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 buy it. They get the upgraded floor so it can hold the uh, you know the heavier heavier yeah. shop equipment. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they'll move in and and start start building cabinets. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the idea of being able to to uh, couple them is also. Uh, Something to think about as far as how much room do you really need. Have you ever turned a shed into a little mini recording studio for an upcoming artist or bump? <laughs> now I know no. it's going to require some soundproofing, but you know, a good tough shed. Yes, yeah. 
Yes, we have. Taylor um, Swift by chance? Or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have had, I don't know, I'd say, I'm, I'm constantly surprised at the uses people find for these. Um, but yeah, um, starting musicians, I guess, aspiring musicians and recording studios. Absolutely. That's probably, I don't know, we've probably sold half a dozen that have gone to that. Yeah. We have we have a neighbor that uses one just for that. Okay. Band practice every night about seven thirty. Yeah, I went next door and sang "Band on the Run" with them. Did you really? Yeah. Just I, 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 I'm such a Beatles fan, and I just forgot all the lyrics. So sure. <laughs> I just went band. Okay, that's enough. Bye. We're here with the Oxleys. We're talking about the backyard shed store. You can find it at uh, backyardshedstore.com. Uh, and again, I want to compliment you on how easy the website is to navigate. Like I say, I built my own shed just last night in preparation for the show, and it's a beautiful shed. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is, too. The thing I love about the shed on the website, it's empty. You know what? <laughs> I've got it. We should have a his and hers. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we could have a she shed. Yours is going to have to be three times the size of mine. Because <laughs> I get to keep all the kids' stuff? Is that that's why? Right, that's right. Once, I, once mine's up, no kids' stuff. Hmm. They've, they've been using my garage long enough. <laughs> and the nice thing about designing the shed on the site is you can save it and come back later. Um, how, how do you calculate the size you need? Do you just go start measuring how much stuff you have to store? <laughs> Yeah, that's a big question. We actually offer a just for general guidelines. There should be a how how big how big is my shed or how how big of a shed do I need? I forget what we call it on the website, but that offers a, a plan view, and you can drag and drop, you know, various um, things in there just to kind of get an idea, you know, of how much how much room you might be needing. So, and like you said, or mom and dad just said, you can have more than one. Yeah. Um, those dimension size, a four by eight, which is, I believe, the size you said you had, uh-huh. you could get that just about anywhere yeah. delivered yeah. on on something that size. Four feet. Uh, it, the gates aren't that big on the side of the house, but we can. That, that's a very movable unit. Yep. Yep. Now, yep. Bob, are these units anchored to anything, or are they just freestanding on a prepared rock base? They're freestanding, not even on a prepared rock base. Okay. So, yeah, you don't – I mean, typical backyards are going to be fine. Uh, if you if the shed is going to be permitted, the permitting process typically requires some kind of an anchoring. Yeah. Yeah, but we generally avoid that just by staying under the 200 square feet. Okay, and that is the size restriction that most building municipalities, the counties and the different cities, say up to 200 square feet, no permit. Over 200 square feet, we need you to come in and get a permit. But at the point you're going to run electricity or water to it, a backyard and side yard setbacks that you need to be aware of before you determine exactly where you're going to set the shed. Yeah, yeah, and that varies. Yeah, yeah, that varies. You can get a look at these again at Urban. Uh, I'm sorry, you're a little rebranding here. <laughs> After all this time of learning urban shed concepts, we're it's backyard shed store. Yep, backyard shed store dot com dot com. Yep. So our manufacturing is urban shed concepts, and we retail. The, our, our online sales presence is the backyard shed store dot com. All right, we'll have our final segment here right after this. All right. 
Joined in studio with the Oxley family. Owners and creators of BackyardShedStore.com, storage solutions for your home castle or cabin, whatever the case may be. number of different examples and scenarios we've talked about in our final segment here. What, uh, what, what's your last closing word? If you wanted one takeaway uh, for people to remember, what would that be? One takeaway. Um, you know, I think probably the most common uh common feedback we get from customers after they buy a shed and happy with the delivery, they'll call us in six months and say, hey, I wish I would have gotten a bigger shed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you said four by eight, I thought, man, I can't believe you went that small. (laughs) Yeah. You got three boys. I know you need the storage. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. The, uh, yeah, we use it for our yard tools and accessories in the back and, and grilling stuff. So it's surprising how much you can actually get in even that size of a, of a unit. So I think if it was up to Rach, though, we probably would have another shed. <laughs> <laughs> now, what would go in that shed, Rachel? Well, I think, like for me, just having our garage back. Right now we have so much extra you know, stuff in our garage, being able to, to get to things that we want, different yeah. hobby tools, you know, things like that, just easier access. Um, you know, boys' bikes are in the garage, and um, maybe having them out of there. <laughs> Reclaiming our garage is what I want. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and, and I would say in my experience of, of visiting homeowners throughout Arizona for the last 40 years, I would say conservatively 50% of the garages I've ever seen are virtually unusable. Mm. And they store a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff while their $30,000 car is outside. Sitting outside. You know, it's it's crazy. And our our garage really was the teenager overflow room. Yeah. I mean, there were many nights in there. That's where all the teenagers and the youth group and yeah. everybody else was in there playing ping pong or playing music and doing... Um, Clogging? Man, I lost it. <laughs> you um, clogged? No, I don't clog. No, I don't clog. Our two youngest no. girls did. The yeah. garage floor is sloped. I don't clog on sloped floors. <laughs> but we, I mean, the garage for us has always been a usable, livable overflow room mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. that you can park your cars in. Yep. <laughs> it's not right now. I was going to say, until recently, yeah, we, we need Santa, a shed. We'll be calling you. It's kind of Santa's <laughs> workshop, just just right now. <laughs> yeah, too cold to be working at the North Pole, so yeah, it's down that, here in Phoenix. Right. And again, you can see these. Uh, y'all have a few locations throughout Arizona. Flagstaff, uh, Mayor, and then Tonopah and the West Valley of Phoenix. You can go to uh, BackyardShedStore.com, kind of browse through what styles and options. And, you know... There is a lot of potential. We had talked about the guy wanting to know about living and running water and uh, plumbing drainage to it. And, you know, all those things are possible. Um, but I was even looking at this. We're getting ready to do a, a siding project at our home. I mean, you could put a brick veneer siding on this if you're trying to get a ranch-style look. I mean, the barn by itself is already close enough, but a brick veneer would really touch off a nice ranch-style oh, yeah. compliment. Yep, yep. Yep, we don't offer that. And I, have we had anybody do that, Rach? Um, we've had people use stucco, so yeah. you know they'll they'll get them and then they'll put the stucco on yeah. to match their home. But I don't know about the yeah. other brick yeah. veneer. Yeah, 
So the the options once it's at your home are pretty much endless. Yeah. You know, of, of what you want to add on yourself yeah. and however you want to use or repurpose that that storage space. Ours would definitely be a, a, a right now a, a tax shed and Rosie mentioned a hobby. We'd put a bench in there for all of our different leather projects that we constantly always have something we're making out of leather. Yeah. Right. That is often on the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> I live in a neighborhood where they have houses that were built in the 60s that have carports. And one of them, might be me, um, <laughs> uh, has a shed that is built inside the carport. Mm. So it's already sharing the ceiling of the carport. And it, would, could you design a shed just uh, from uh, under a carport? Let's put it that way, since yeah. you already have a roof. Yeah, we have. We've done several of those. Um, they're a little bit tricky to get in because people want as much storage as possible and they want the clearances as small as possible and that makes it a little bit of a challenge but we've uh we've gotten them in with uh you know within half an inch of the ceiling and yeah and you guys make all these sheds right here locally in arizona we do yep locally owned and, and operated yep the x y and z axis <laughs> get getting as much as you can fit in as tight a spot as you can and then and then the whole trick jennifer's got someone that's coming in uh a little bit uh next week about tips on organizing mm -hmm. so once you've mm -hmm. got the space don't use it to increase your clutter exactly use it to regain <laughs> your life yep. you have to be really objective about what you really do use and she'll give us all kinds of tips on how to how to sort through that mm -hmm. she said don't keep things that have sentimental value I went through my clothes closet and I said, two thirds of these clothes are LSU jerseys that are hanging up here. I haven't With worn holes and stains. I, I haven't yes. worn them for 20 years. That's the only reason they're here is the sentimental value. It's got just the right name on it of just that right player who is there at just that right time. That's right. <laughs> Has your Joe Burrow one arrived yet? No, because I want the one that's spelled G A U S. -X. Yeah. Yes, got to get that. So. All right. Now, and then you were talking about uh, decluttering and one thing in, one thing out, I think is our topic for next Saturday. So, this, yes, it's not uh, – these sheds aren't designed to increase your clutter. It's to yeah, organize right. what you have. Yeah. I think that's yeah. really, really important. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, – For your own sanity. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we were discussing this the other day. It's – I mean, the most, you know – People have a lot of stuff, and, um, you know, it's stuff that you don't want to throw away because you are going to be probably be using it in a year or two, maybe three years, but you want to have easy access to it, or you may as well not have it at all, and this, the Sheds help provide that solution. Backyardsheds.com. Robert, Rachel, Oxley, thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. Yeah, thank you guys. 